afternoon. Dore mi fa so. Welcome. <laughs> Damn. It's like this is a singing podcast and we're professionals. I sometimes just feel bad for Dylan, you know? I know. I do too. <laughs> Except I look over while he's editing sometimes and he's laughing or like, you know. That makes me feel better. Yeah. He, he always says, y'all are so smart. I'm like, uh, that's nice. I think I'm smart. Because halfway through, I'll be like saying something and my mind just like disconnects and goes left while I'm still going forward. And then there's like a part where you're like, oh, you're still talking. You need to be thinking about what you're saying. Anyway, so what, what podcast is this? So this week, we've decided to tackle the subject of productivity. On 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 what podcast? Renaissance, Renaissance Pals. Pals. Wow, we're great at this. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome. This is Emily. And this is Emily. And and we do podcasts. And in uh, our presence today is Mr. Kitty. Yes, you might hear somebody tearing ass around this room. That is him and his tinsel ball. <laughs> he, honestly, I'm really glad that you have your camera on and I can watch him. <laughs> I respect that. Yeah, now you're going to watch him disappear into the futon. Oh, no, he has to go get his tinsel ball. Oh, I think he. I think it's behind the couch. I think he oh. lost it. Wow. This, is this will me. occupy him for... Good 20 minutes. <laughs> I know. Well, productivity. That's the topic for today. Wow, Emily. Crazy, right? Super crazy. Especially so, during during this year. I feel like every episode we do is going to be like, oh, man, this, this hits different in 2020. <laughs> it's like, what is next year going to hold? I don't know, but hopefully better content. <laughs> For real. <laughs> so, in front of me. So, this is a highly intellectual conversation. So, Dylan can be proud and impressed with us. We're going to start our podcast on productivity, on the definition from dictionary.com on productivity. <laughs> so, productivity. Now, the quality, state, or fact of being able to generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services. Hmm. Goods and services, eh? Goods that sounds and like capital. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, okay. What, are, what did you say before the goods and services? Could you just repeat that? <laughs> The quality, state, or fact of being able to generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services. So, generating, creating, enhancing, bringing forth. So, And it's a quality or state. Or fact? Or fact. Hmm. See, all I can think of when I see this... Um, is the podcast I'm currently listening to, which is uh, This Podcast Will Kill You. And sometimes a symptom that they talk about is productive coughs. And a productive cough is one that brings forth <laughs> mucus. 
I mean, I love those coughs. <laughs> it makes you feel productive. That That's the best kind of cough, IMO. When you can hack something out. Yeah, it. you really know you're getting somewhere. Yeah, it is quality and bringing forth goods. I feel like a good, okay, now that we have our official definition of productivity, we should, I think a way that will bring out what we think productivity is, is if we each describe what a productive day looks like oh, for okay. each other. I describe your day and you describe Wait, no, that. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> you should You should tell us about what a productive day looks like for you. Oh, wow. I was trying to push you to go first, but I guess I'll go first. Mm-hmm. So are we trying to do productive day that actually happens in our life or you know mm, the productive day of our dreams I say we start out with the actual and then we can go on to our dreams our productive day dreams later okay so a productive day so the fun part of this is I already exclude all weekdays where I have to go to work for eight hours Mm -hmm. because that doesn't feel like a productive day half the time especially right now where everything's kind of up in the air. So sometimes it can include a work day when I get to be very into what I'm doing. Like if I'm developing some kind of program and I actually have to go around and do stuff and time flies, then I'm like, that was productive. However, for this case, we're going to discuss a weekend day because those more often than not are more productive. So a productive day for me, Emily, Emily number two is if I wake up early enough and then I begin my day by doing something for my house or for my for my cats or do chores or something like that. So get something done and out of the way. So this morning I got up and immediately went outside to start moving sticks to my backyard. Why? Because I had a pile of sticks in front of my house I felt judged by all the families that live around us. And I was like, I need to just move them into the back where they can continue to dry. And then one day I'll use them for a campfire that I'm going to make. So that was like 3,000 steps. So I'm like, that's pretty productive for me because I max out at like 5,000 most days now. And so after that, I did an hour of making lunch, which we did green curry today. So it was like, green curry with coconut milk and I moderately stuck to the recipe and so doing that was nice and I like to think it was productive because it was both calming and getting to do something I enjoy and now it's 247 so I can't really continue with this day in my my theoretical one but um so like after doing something like that and then kind of filling it out with either reading or doing stuff that I, I guess, consider productive or to further my life, to bring forth goods and services. So if I finish a book or read one of those, or if I try to research for a story, that's productive. But that also takes a lot of extra energy. So at this point, I am trying to be okay with thinking that just talking to friends on Discord or playing games with them is productive and like retailoring my perception of what productivity can mean. 
So um, I think that was, that was a beautiful description. I think that's my day. <laughs> Sweetie. <laughs> that's great. Then eventually we'll do dog stuff and cat stuff as a part of that being productive. But as I said, that's what I got for today. What about you? Hey, playing playing tinsel ball with Mr. Kitty is is productive in my eye. It's productive for the both of you. <laughs> it really is. It gets all his his uh, cat feelings out. <laughs> so it sounds like you. Ha- it's like a, a productive day for you is kind of a mixture of things. Like you attend to your home and then to like your health with cooking and then uh, like getting your steps in and um, doing something like inspiring, like reading, and then like connecting with friends. Like it has a little bit of everything in and that's how you would conceptualize a productive day. I feel like that so similarly. And you know, we are on the Renaissance Pals podcast. We aren't just the the woodpeckers, as Elizabeth would say. the podcast. We the hummingbirds. <laughs> the hummingbirds up in this bitch. <laughs> Yeah, we're we're not necessarily like I write like I would say our friend Daisy is more of a woodpecker because she spends like large chunks of time dedicated to one thing. Whereas I definitely feel like that makes me feel productive, but it also makes me feel like a little bit. uh, I wouldn't say burned out. It's more like. If I'm getting a little bit done in all of the areas that I want to focus on, then I feel like kind of more, um, I feel more optimistic, I guess, than, than like, um, I don't know what another word for, for that would be. Well, I feel like a large part that plays into that is your mental health at the moment. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like if I do a lot of small things for different parts of my life in a day, sometimes that can feel productive. And like I did something or whatever nebulous way we want to define productivity. Uh, Because if I'm like, I went for a run and I played with my cats and then I also talked to friends and I read some and I researched some, like that day could feel productive. Mm -hmm. But then like sometimes that doesn't feel like I'm doing enough. Mm -hmm. So sometimes like there's this weird balance where like depending on your mental health or your just like your feels about yourself, like the woodpecker side of it feels significantly more productive and like what I want to do. Cause it's like, you can feel the amount of time and energy put into that. And that automatically like can come out as a product, I guess. So like, right. specifically, like if I sat down and wrote for three hours that day and I got stuff out of it, like I would feel more productive, but then I guess I also would hinge on like the amount of words I did which then kind of comes back to the mental health aspect. Because if I did three hours, I only got 400 words, but I felt like all of that time was useful, then I'd still feel productive. But if I was feeling worse for the wear in my general day, like for instance, if it was just any time in winter, (laughs) then like doing the 400 words would be like, wow, you could have done 18 different things with that time and felt better about it. Hmm. Yeah. So it's like, depending on the day. So I think it's about ratios. It's hard for, it's really hard to dedicate a large chunk of time to a hobby. Um, or like maybe not like, cause I would say like writing for you is probably somewhere in between like vocation and hobby. Like it's, it's larger than a hobby, but it's not like your full vocation. 
So, but it's hard to dedicate a really large chunk of time to something like that whenever you are working full time and you have to feed yourself, exercise, take care of your pets, connect with friends and do like other hobbies that make you feel relaxed. So I feel like that's, you know, it's like the weekend, you have two days to theoretically to do this kind of thing. But when you actually break down the time it takes to attend to all of the other adult stuff, you're not left with a four hour chunk of time to dedicate Mm -hmm. to writing necessarily. Unless you really heavily focus on that being your day and then adjust everything else around it, which sometimes is just difficult to do. Yeah, it's it's hard to form a consistent habit around uh, something like that because there are so many little things that, like as they say, as every mom says, life just gets in the way, you know. <laughs> so I guess I should, I can I can go over what a productive day for me looks like. Yeah. What is so, your productive day? Well. The past couple of months have been really bad for me uh, in terms of sleeping in, like my sleep schedule. And I blame Dylan. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Dylan. He's going to get mad at me now. No, because he, he's more of a night owl. And I'm not necessarily like a morning person or a night owl. Mm-hmm. I'm just like in between. So that brings it to a whole You're like thing. a cat where it's like twilight to twilight. <laughs> Or daylight to twelve. Well, I, I remember in another podcast we talked about how ten a.m. is like my favorite. Ten a.m. Mm-hmm. to twelve is is like a really good time for me. But I think I can get swayed one way or the other. So like if I'm around morning people, then I'll start to like get up earlier. But if I'm around later or night owls, then I'll start to go to bed later. Mm-hmm. So I've just been going to bed at like twelve or one, and then waking up at like ten. So yeah. it's just, it's not ideal. Um, however, I am, I, tr- I made a little section of my bullet journal to try to wake up at nine uh, or get out of bed at nine. Mm-hmm. And so since actually being at my parents for the past couple of days, I've been getting up earlier, which is so nice. I've just been, I've been drinking coffee and reading my magazine and it's like, oh gosh, this is the, the greatest feeling ever. And it's not necessarily... Actually, I would say making progress through my Breathe magazine. As I read all the articles, as I'm making my way through them, like I have a productive feeling. And especially whenever I finish a magazine, I'm like, yes, that was like 120 pages of different articles that I read. And like, I wasn't, it wasn't screen time. Like, but I I feel like I ingested a lot of different kinds of information because Mm -hmm. like there's so many different sections. And so I felt like I learned a lot of different things. And, um, so I always have a productive feeling whenever I've read like three or four articles, just like sitting down and chilling. And, um, so that would be part of it. I'm trying to like look at or like read non screen stuff. Cause mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that helps my mood. Um, and just the feeling of productivity because it's not like you read like whenever I'm reading articles online, I, I'll read like half of it and then I'll get distracted and go on Twitter and then I'll forget about it and then it'll be open in my tab for like three weeks as I just like <laughs> see it there and like feel guilty. Like I'll get to yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so with with something like print, it's easier to just finish it right then and there. Yeah, I think like ingesting information. I always feel more productive. So it's not necessarily like I'm doing something, but I feel like 
I have more knowledge and then I feel more prepared to do things. Well, it could go along with the generate, create, enhance, or bring forth goods and services part of that. How so? Because the fact of being able to do that. So if you're ingesting information, you are happy and feeling productive in that point. So the fact of being able to take that information and enhance it by applying it to your life or like picking it apart and seeing like what it means to you or what it means in the grand scheme of things, that could technically be a good if you don't count goods as being physical objects. Yeah. <laughs> Real objects. Very true. Yes. Yeah. There are, so there's different kinds of productivity. There's productivity related to objects. There's productivity related to feeling um, and information and getting smarter. Yeah. Feeling more capable. I think feeling competent and capable go hand in hand with being productive for me. Um, Another thing too, like you said, is like taking care of your house. Like I always feel so productive after I vacuum. Oh my God. I love vacuuming. (laughs) It just makes me feel very happy and fulfilled and like, wow, everything, everything going forward from here on out is going to be fine because I vacuum. <laughs> so I've been doing that like once a week. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything more depressed millennial in my life. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, everything here on out is going to be excellent because my feet are clean. <laughs> Oh, also doing the dishes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if I'm feeling unmotivated and I'm sitting on my couch and like kind of stuck on my phone or something, if I get up and hand wash dishes and then I make a cup of tea, it's like, damn, I am a new person. I'm ready. Like I can take whatever. Life. Watch out world. <laughs> but it always has to be accompanied by a YouTube video. Like not always. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll try to do like mindful dishwashing <laughs> where I like don't do anything. I just focus on the scrubbing. But- Technically, you are still doing something while doing the physical act of it. You're doing a mental exercise. So I think that's part of it is that some of these like physical acts, like if I were to go outside and by outside, I mean opening this door, not physically leaving this building, but go and start folding laundry and have nothing happening, no music, no podcast, no YouTube video, no discussion with another human being, my cat not being over, like it would immediately like drop my will to do that thing. So I think part of it in that is like adding the extra thing, enhancing the act you're doing through something else. And because you're doing multiple things at once, like you feel productive because you've condensed like the time, Mm -hmm. effort. you got something done you needed to get done and you enjoyed it because of this other thing. So like with the mindful part with like washing dishes and be like, mindful and in the moment with the dishes like you're still doing two things because you're doing the physical oh, act cleaning up but you're also like doing a mental exercise of like self-reflection or like you know that self-care life so that's why I think those things might feel more productive yeah that's that's a good point also we both subscribe to so much youtube that it would be impossible to watch everything honestly i stared into the distance and thought about that like more than once (laughs) yeah Yeah, and it depends yeah 
So then let's, let's see. What else do I do that makes me feel productive? In your typical days. If I, if I like make food, like you said, like making food from scratch or making something fun, like mm-hmm. baking always makes me feel productive because it, it's like a newness factor yeah. where it's like, I'm not making this every day. So it's special. And then mm-hmm. it makes me feel like I've accomplished something. You're exercising your mind and your creativity and like you're creating something new. And mm-hmm. with our cases, we're generally sharing it with someone else. So it also mm-hmm. includes like a bond system. And it's also like mentally testing your abilities to do the acts that you're doing if it is something new or weird mm-hmm. or crazy that you've never done. So, absolutely. Oh, also, another thing collecting all of the fruit on my island and selling it on Animal Crossing. Oh, just- I, <laughs> I was thinking of your island in your apartment. I was like, then so you're <laughs> gathering all the fruit from the other sides of your apartment and setting it in one central location. Yeah, I feel like that would be productive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for trying to see that as, as well. I was following. I was like, yeah, okay, I'm going to see where I'm going to ride this one out. What's happening? <laughs> well, what I've started doing is saving all of my native fruit. So I'm saving all the pears in my, uh, in my storage at my little house. Mm-hmm. And then I collect all the non-native fruits and sell those. But um, I'll bring my native fruits to Dylan's Island to sell. And then I just like make so much, so many bells. And it's, you make fucking bank. It's glorious. <laughs> just a little Animal Crossing New Horizons tip out there for you. <laughs> I feel like it should be like a corner. Animal Crossing's New Horizons corner. Today, Emily's going to talk about how she makes fucking bank and how you can too. <laughs> In these five to six easy steps. That And if I'm feeling like I cannot transition from the couch or my bed to the dishes, I will use Animal Crossing as the bridge. Okay. So I, I collect the fruit and then I'm like, man, I'm starting to feel better. And so then I just... Is this just like that's great productivity tips for people who are depressed? You're so right. <laughs> no, but it's good because every time you're like, when I'm trying to transition off the couch, I just picture myself like barrel rolling like an alligator off the couch. And like, because it's such a weird activity being pumped from that to like continue on. You do that? No, but I wish. That's what I'm picturing every time where you're like, when I'm trying to transition off the couch, I'm just like, picturing you barrel rolling <laughs> but no uh animal crossing is a, is a great transitional tool <laughs> and then well writing in my journal because i i haven't been as consistent as that as i used to be and um if i if i write in my journal then i'm like wow i recorded my thoughts for the day and this is mm-hmm. nice i think that we're both in a different phase of life though where our I like whenever I think back a year ago I'm like whoa I was doing a lot of stuff every day like I was being a highly engaged member of society whereas now I'm now you hiss when people make eye contact in the grocery store you do (laughs) no I feel like I do especially if they don't understand that it goes over your nose oh yeah that that's that's a lot Mm mm-hmm yeah. But you're right. Like, I think this year and productivity skills can't really be compared to other years. Mm-hmm. I feel like, actually, for the most part, a 
a lot of time periods in your life can't really be compared to other time periods because like there's times where like when you have a really terrible breakup and depending on how you react to that situation that can be like five or six months of being in a completely parallel universe of productivity and more like just maintaining existence for Mm -hmm. some people or whenever you don't let yourself be in that maintaining existence space it ends up becoming in my opinion unhealthy productivity because you're not allowing yourself to process emotions um whether that be like directly through something like journaling or indirectly through something like playing video games and just like i knew you were gonna say animal crossing (laughs) collecting your fruit and (laughs) yeah taking them to other islands to be honest like i really think animal crossing for getting us through the, the beginning part of the pandemic mm-hmm. which was such a shock and now that we have like some months between February and now it's mm-hmm. it's honestly like I feel really thankful that it came out right at the beginning uh, yeah that was Nintendo knew something did they create the virus <laughs> no. I'm sorry no I, not we're not endorsing that I'm sorry I, I just couldn't I had to let it out I had to let it out <laughs> I couldn't hold that inside me any longer. Anyway, um, no, the virus is real and not man-made. Anyway, um, but you're right. I feel like having something that was able to connect people virtually while having it be in a completely different, like, utopian almost society where you got to disconnect from people being individualistic and shunning science and disbelieving portions of society that have always meant to stay neutral like being able to pop over into this brightly colored universe where everybody just wants you to help out and you want to help everybody else out and the whole purpose is to make it beautiful and have more people come and share in your happiness I think that was the perfect antidote to all of the poison that's been happening especially in America, well, I guess the United States of America, can't really say just America, but mm-hmm. especially this 2020, I mean, since, like, the dawn of time, but, like, 2020 specifically. So I feel like that's been, like, you're correct, that it is literally the most, uh, what is it, where it's, like, serendipitous. Mm-hmm. It was the most serendipitous, like, collection, uh, mending, uh, I'm I'm miming two hands touching each other in in the in the camera for Emily like two hands kissing. I can't tell what word that's supposed to be. Mending, mending, melding, healing. Uh, swish, swish, swish. That's the sound of me. That's the sound of your brain on Animal Crossing. Have you? This is a complete like 180. Have you seen that post of people's um? MRIs on different drugs and then also like the ones where this guy paints a self-portrait on a bunch of different drugs wild crazy I recommend you look it up it's fun it's a fun time it's a fun 10 minutes (laughs) don't do drugs kids (laughs) just say no just say no I mean unless it's like a non-addictive substance but like still Trust your friends and don't trust your friends, you know. Pick 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 wisely. Anyway. <laughs> this is an over 18 podcast. Yeah. 
so I don't think I finished my productive. You probably did it. I think you made it to like 5 p.m. <laughs> well, oh yeah, I did. Is there anything else? What do you do in the evening time? Oh, sometimes getting ready makes me feel productive. Like putting on makeup. I'm like, oh, I feel worthy today. I feel worthwhile. You're worthy without decorating your skin casing. <laughs> I know, but it's just something about like, it's something about mascara. Like, <laughs> it, it's like the, the putting mascara wears <laughs> effort. Is that a part of this? Wait, enhancing, creating. Yeah, well, I think effort is a part of productivity and like the yeah. feeling of productivity. It's like right. if you didn't put a lot of effort into it, you're not going to feel really productive because like it didn't really matter that much. Or so if you I, like cheat yourself or whatever, you're like, or you do something like half assed kind of mm-hmm. like you don't get the same feeling. I think that's what normally motivates me to like do something fully is like I always picture my feeling at the end and I'm like, I know mm-hmm. I would feel better if I did this thoroughly which Dylan says I do things too thoroughly and then it takes me forever to do them, which is true. Um, (laughs) But that's a different podcast. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's hard to be both thorough and efficient and not many people can do both like in a Mm -hmm. time. I think it's like you have to reach a whole new level of existence where you know what corners you can cut because it's Mm -hmm. not really cutting corners. It's just editing your time correctly. Mm -hmm. But I think that's like God tier you have to already have so much other things together or that's like your superpower. <laughs> yeah. But and I think a lot of the times too, it's like a lot of those people have who, who achieve that level probably have like housekeepers or like staff at their house who like take care of other things that need to be taken care of. Or life is flipping in other directions. Like yeah. you can't, it, it's, you can't have everything together. It's it's like those memes where people are like, you can have a social life or you can have your academics or you can have a job. Pick two. It's so true. But I, my mind is like will not give up the idea that I will achieve my ideal self one day. Like that I will have – I mean, then some days, some days I consider perfect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how many of those – happen per year and how many of those have happened in 2020 (sighs) this is supposed to be an inspiring podcast is it supposed to be inspiring or is it supposed to just be two dweebs talking (laughs) two dweebs sitting in a hot Hot tub tub. fade away because we're not that gay (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so productivity cool bro so gnarly yeah, bitch. Anyway. Also, um, we, we cannot talk about productivity without mentioning capitalism and how it. we have all internalized the capitalist notion that productivity equals worth. And that's why mm-hmm. we have our sign-off at the end of every episode, which is your worth is not dependent on your creative productivity. Because the fact of the matter is it has seeped into our unconscious such that a lot of people don't have hobbies just for the sake of Mm-hmm. having hobbies they are turned side into hustles. side hustles or you feel like you need to professionalize your hobbies mm-hmm. in some way that you need to um okay and just look at all the sites out there we have well skillshare is maybe more like building skills and not necessarily like professionalizing them but like master class whenever i watch a master class ad i am like 
a hundred percent tempted to like f- like start a new career path. <laughs> it's too inspiring. I'm like, I just want to be an expert sitting in a dark room being interviewed and being like, it's not as easy as you think. <laughs> as somebody spritzing the air in front of your face to keep you dewy. <laughs> it's not as easy to think. But it, you, you are very correct. This is something that is completely seeped in capitalism because of the idea that your hours immediately equate money, which is like, in a way, um, it's actually, I think that was in one of Karl Marx's manifestos, ironically, kind of. Anyway, uh, we'll, we won't dwell on that because that was in my property class and three four years ago oh my god it was like four years ago so I'm gonna misremember half of that but like the idea that your hours like you should be compensated like it's money because you only have so many and you oh I'm gonna say something wrong (laughs) (laughs) but but yeah it's like that idea that now if I want to sit down and I want to make a dress and I'm like I'm gonna sew this it immediately feels like I need to be really good at it because it's not worth my time if I'm just doing it half-assed because you're not even getting yourself the product that you want so it's like this makes this weird paradox where the learning stages of any skills feel like you's not being productive mm-hmm. it's like they're useless and you shouldn't have to do them which is like all of these like get qu- almost get rich quick schemes but with your skills yeah get skilled quick <laughs> skilled quick scheme <laughs> but it, it's like it feels that way because if I want to start a new thing like I want to learn how to play guitar because that is how my sexuality works and so like I want to be able to sit down and I'm going to be frustrated if like the first 20 minutes I don't figure out a chord mm-hmm. but that's I mean probably a personality quirk that I have <laughs> but but it's also like because of our capitalist society like you have to be good kid and you need to be good fast or else it's like stop doing that just watch tv just go do something else like it's not worth your time and it's a very odd predicament to be in yeah because it's it's i think it's really related to time and the, the not the not feeling like you have enough of it and i think that there's a special kind of anxiety that comes with confronting the fact that diagnosable yeah or in a mixture of like depression and anxiety Mm -hmm. that you have a certain number of hours Mm -hmm. in your life and if you focus on that too much then you will never be able to relax because you'll feel like you need to be actualizing yourself every second of every goddamn day (laughs) stop adding me If you look at it, that's unsustainable because it leads to burnout. And then you don't want to do anything because you feel so overwhelmed by that idea that it's really hard to start. It's really hard to start things because, like you said, the being a beginner, the being unskilled and feeling humbled and okay with it gets overshadowed by the by the the doom and gloom of of existential living like existential thought like it's it's too much it's it, whenever you ha- you have the little math equation with the alligator like that all that points towards the existentialism and away from the mindful unskilled hobby 
You mean the more than or equal? Or, or they call them alligators. Why is this podcast themed by alligators this episode? Wait, what else do we talk about alligators? That's a death roll. Like the death roll where I said you getting off the couch. That's what alligators do. Like if they catch a deer, they death roll in the water because that, that rolling helps them break necks. I did not know alligators ate deers. I mean... I mean, more like antelope and probably crocodiles in the Nile, like stuff like that. But it's like, that's what they do. They death roll. <laughs> and apparently they they point towards, <laughs> they point towards existentialism. <laughs> yeah. That's the name of this podcast episode. The Pointing alligator towards points towards existentialism. Oh my God, I'm writing it down. <laughs> in parentheses, productivity. <laughs> Otherwise known as productivity. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, but I think it is worth noting that our exact experience with productivity in this sense is probably heavily influenced by being individuals who have varying degrees of anxiety and depression. Because like you said, um, being hyper aware of the amount of hours you have available in your day and then like want needing to fill them whether your productivity in that moment is like based off of things that make you feel good because it's after work and being very aware you have two hours after you take out eating and all the other things you have to do I think that's like that's the pinch point I feel like where it's like you can either roll over into, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it all. Mm-hmm. Or you can't uh, do what you want to do. And you immediately fall into like a mild depressive late night. episode, where it's like, you just have to restart in the next morning. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And in those moments, yeah, it, it's, because it's hard. I think your brain goes to like all or nothing mm-hmm. thing where it's like, if I, I don't know, if I don't achieve this, then consequence. Or, you know, and I might I, as well just sit here, <laughs> do nothing or go to sleep. So what helps me with those things is normally using bridges to get out, like the Animal Crossing thing or accountability. We should talk about that because... I feel like whenever we we work out on Wednesdays because mm-hmm. like that really helps with like because they say it's like whenever you start it's the the law of inertia or whatever like whenever you start doing something then it's easier to do the next thing and even if you don't get everything done you still feel like well I I accomplish like I worked out today like mm-hmm. that's exciting and um or like that's I don't true know. Yeah. I feel like that you're you are exactly correct because if I start my morning with a physical activity or like something that like is really going to get the synapses firing, get that happy dopamine a pump in, then it's easier for me to snowball into the next thing and do like the next good choice. Mm-hmm. Most specifically is like after working out or before when I would go run and coming home, if I made a smoothie or something, I would like, that would be the next thing I do. And I'm like, damn, who are you? A health goddess? Making <laughs> smoothies is like, like every time I make a smoothie, I'm like, oh, what? Like, hey. Oh, me and my superfoods? You can get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but it's it's like that thing and then after you're done with your smoothie you're like hell yeah i'm gonna go write the next american novel 
or maybe vacuum my room. <laughs> keep keep that dopamine pumping, you know, pump 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 it up. <laughs> But I think what you're, what you were saying like a, a few minutes ago about how you feel like you need to be good at something within the first like few hours of trying it. Um, I think that's a little bit related to perfectionism because it's the idea of like that we feel pressure to be good, that we don't accept ourselves at a beginning stage. Um, it's, I mean, it's almost like it's self-sabotage because it's like, oh, I, you know, I would rather sabotage this goal or this, this hobby or whatever, because like, it doesn't feed my ego or like, it doesn't feed my desire to be good in all aspects of my mm-hmm. life. Um, I don't think my dad listens to this podcast, but I will throw out this example because my dad is, a, he's a very disciplined person and I think that he, well, he has a very strong will. And so he doesn't give up on things very easily. And he's been playing the acoustic guitar for like three or four years now, I think. Honestly, I uh, thought you were going to say like 30 years. Oh no, three or four. And as, as a hobby. <laughs> and to be honest, he's really not that good. <laughs> like, like my sister you're like, in the same so. house as him. Say it quieter. <laughs> Hey, don't worry he's downstairs somewhere um, playing acoustic guitar <laughs> to the cat <laughs> my sister and I have talked about how like we're like wow dad really hasn't gotten better <laughs> but you know he's he's really faithful every morning like and he always says that whenever he starts out his mornings playing acoustic guitar he he feels better he feels good and he was playing canon in D which is one of my favorite songs to play on the violin in high school because I just think it's it's a beautiful song mm-hmm. and it's pretty easy so hey mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so he he was playing that piece uh, for a while and I think he's just like he's good at reading notes but or like you know like connecting the notes to the fingers but he doesn't necessarily translate it he doesn't put the emotion into it and so it sounds more mechanical so it's like he's it's like a logical exercise, not necessarily mm-hmm. an emotional exercise. So that might be where it's lacking some of the the dissonance, the, yeah, or like the improvement or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I, regardless, I actually think it's very endearing and not tr- to try to like be condescending or belittle him in any way, but just that it's like, you know, it's it's not like he's an expert in it, and it's not like he'll never be in an expert an expert in it. But he continues to show like as the as every freaking like middle school track coach says like just like show up he does the work do the work (laughs) push that fucking tire he's pushing that tire every goddamn morning and the thing is is it benefits his mind it then it makes him feel feel more peaceful and um it's it's i think playing music is good for the mind Mm -hmm. so i feel like that's a good lesson yeah for those of us who are afraid to be bad at something at, at at its at its best, it will enhance your mind and your quality of life. And at its worst, it will be very endearing to those around you and they will love you more for it. <laughs> What's there to lose? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's like a that's a very nice anecdote for the the way that 
you know, we acquire new hobbies and kind of drop them all the time. So whenever you do stick with it, whether you paint kind of terribly, but you, you enjoy it and you stick with it, no, it's inevitable that you're going to get better at it. Right. You, it's not physically possible for you to put in hundreds of hours into something and not get better. Like, for instance, I have 30 hours in Dead by Daylight. I had to think about that which is a video game <laughs> where there's four survivors and one killer and you're supposed to, if you're a survivor, start up generators and help your other survivors and try to escape. That's the premise. So I am bad <laughs> at games where I feel like I need to be good for other people because it just stresses me out because I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be terrible and I'm letting down this other person. Luckily, they've done an update where consoles can play with PCs and they can't talk to each other so nobody can call me a scrub. But anyway, so like inevitably over those 30 hours, I had to have gotten better. Like there was no physical way I could still stay as the absolute worst player (laughs) and have 30 hours in the game. Granted, people have thousands of hours. It is a little bit older, but like... There was, there was no way that I could still suck so hard. <laughs> so it's like, granted, I am still very low ranked repeatedly, but like, it, it, it's, it's, it's a similar thing. Like the same thing if we both started a band or something like that. We would suck for a very long time. <laughs> right. But we would inevitably get better. And I think right now, in like the US of A and probably the earth as it stands for most places. We don't allow ourselves that time that we need to get better because like we all have our wheelhouses because that's the saying, we all have a wheelhouse. What does that mean? I've never heard that saying. Oh, so like if somebody's like, it's in my wheelhouse, it's like something that you have that is, let me just give you the real definition so I don't fuck it up. In line with one's interests or abilities. That's that's the idiom part of it. Mm-hmm. So for me or for you, for the most part, we overlap highly. So if I started to write a song and I'd never done it before, inevitably I'd be slightly good at it because I have a background in attempting poetry and writing and I have years in both of those categories. So me sitting down to write a song after listening to music and appreciating it and kind of like piecing together how a song is broken up, like I would be passable the first time trying. Granted, it would not be the first time trying. That was me in 10th grade. Thank you. But me now, like, anyway, you get the point. So like that thing is in my wheelhouse. That is something that if I started it, I'm kind of hitting the ground running versus if I started guitar I would not be hitting the ground running because in fourth grade, when we had to learn how to do the recorder, I hated my music teacher because she was a bitch and only wanted to gossip with the popular people. So I hid my recorder behind a poster every time we'd walk to the music room. I don't do musical instruments anymore. (laughs) So I would have to learn completely from scratch and have to uh, unpack a lot of that damage done. (laughs) So that would not be my (laughs) wheelhouse. So it's stuff like that where it's like, if every time you get out of your wheelhouse to do something, it is going to inevitably take time to get good. You can't just get good, kid. 
you got to work to get good versus if it's in your wheelhouse, obviously it's going to be a little bit faster. So I think that's the problem is that we don't allow ourselves to work outside of our wheelhouse and allow us the time to get to a stage that we're comfortable with. And we don't want to deal with the vulnerability because we're Americans Mm -hmm. (laughs) from the United States. And that's just not acceptable for us. Yeah, it's definitely, and just the phrase, like we've said before, the jack of all trades, master of none, is very difficult to stomach at times. Because, first of all, I just think that's such a passive-aggressive phrase. Like, there's an an obvious value judgment going on there Mm -hmm. that, you know, we need to unpack. It's a very 1500s phrase. Like, at that time, yes, it's probably better if you mastered the art of uh, blacksmithing. Hey, that's what we're mastering here in 20... 20- the art of surviving. Actually, Dylan and I were talking about we really want to increase our uh, our life skills. So, like, we, we have plans to, to, to join households next year. And um, we, we, you know... Are oh, I thought to- you meant to join a house. And I was like, where are you moving? Are you guys moving in with this family? Why are you leaving? I I understand. Households of one. (laughs) So we were looking for for a house and I would like to learn how to like plant a garden and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, obviously take it small at first because I'm really bad at keeping outdoor plants alive. Um, So I I need a lot of assistance, but just, you know, basic life skills, like survival things. I feel like as we, get further and further into late capitalism and, you know, can clearly see its collapse on the horizon. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to be, we're not trying to be doomsday preppers, but like, are we? (laughs) (laughs) Prepper for something. Yeah. It'll just, I think it'll, because I do think that being skilled in many areas, like it makes you feel confident in yourself Mm -hmm. because you feel like you, you like, you know, and I would say that's probably a downside of being a, like a woodpecker, someone who's a master in one area, is that you don't have um, a varied skill set to draw on in times of where that's necessary, you know, where you need those skills. Um, and maybe being a master at, at one thing is a product of modernization, because with modernization, we didn't have, we don't have to learn, you know, things like, mm-hmm. like farming or like gathering or, um, Although, well, that's a whole other topic, but. Um. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I was actually thinking about that as we were talking. I was like, huh. Mm-hmm. Because like now people are starting to relearn sewing or canning and stuff like that, where it's like, if you transplanted us like back 100, 150 years, these are things that, granted, gender roles. So we're just going to ignore that part of history mm-hmm. for a moment. But, like, a lot of people would have been learning those things because it's, like, pivotal to survival. It helps you literally live. (laughs) And it gets you through your day-to-day. So it's, like, we've reached a point where we don't have to know all the skills that go into keeping us alive because everything's been outsourced. Like, getting your clothes, getting boxed meals, uh, getting just stuff, pottery even, like all of these things, people have been able to specialize in one thing and make that their whole life. But that also means like, 
some people can't make food unless it's a macaroni and cheese box, which I respect. Macaroni and cheese boxes are a great modernization. However, it is kind of like disheartening to think about like there's so much stuff that we're not taught anymore that really goes into daily life that can make you more self suspicious self suspicious oh my god that can make you more self suspicious oh my god <laughs> sufficient thank you self sufficient yeah. all the f's are turning into v's and b's anyway self sufficiency like and I think that kind of goes in with the productivity. It's like now we don't have a bunch of small things that we're doing every day that we're putting effort into. And that is like giving us something in return that you can feel that little warm feeling about. Like if you fixed your collar right now or if you added a button in, you'd get like a little oomph of oh, like yeah. feeling that you did something productive. That's and a serotonin hit. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Fuck me right up. <laughs> but it, it, it's things like that where I think like if everybody learned some small things like that, that mm-hmm. you would get like the the more like hits of productivity throughout the day. Little one hitters. Yeah. And to be honest, I think a lot of, I'm going to gender this right now. Um, a lot of people, a lot of like women and people who are raised as, as women, like might shy away from those kinds of things because mm-hmm. it's like, a traditional gender role thing mm-hmm. which is to, to be honest a shame because like a lot of that kind of stuff like sewing and canning like sign me up I'm interested in learning honestly like cleaning in a dress like makes you feel powerful it is so much fun to be able to swish as you drop down and grab stuff and like jump up it's like so much fun anyway but but you're definitely correct like the fact that all these things that have been basically life sufficient stuff in the house has been gendered, which then always has people who are now modern women or uh, who identify or are, are as identified as women visually. Mm-hmm. Like we tend to get stuck in this debate of, do I want to even try that and fall into quote unquote stereotypes? Yes. Or do I want to try to actively get against it? Which then brings us into the not like other girls phenomenon, which mm-hmm. is also another terrible thing because it shouldn't be seen as bad for people who are women or whatever like cisgender or not who are women and they are then told no you shouldn't like pink you shouldn't like this frilly thing you shouldn't like cooking you shouldn't like horses and all this other stuff where it's like that's just the other side of the same coin (laughs) you can't win (laughs) yeah yeah I just I think it it really lies in just like de-gendering things like mm-hmm. we don't have to label things as things anymore like oh let let boys be into fashion and playing with dolls and let girls play with like cars and trucks like uh, I don't know that's I feel like that's kind of like a basic argument but let non-binary people fucking vibe yeah exactly. <laughs> just let people vibe 2020 <laughs> let people vibe like if we reduced the 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 politics in activities mm-hmm. Um, like, I, I just think we would all be in a better place because we could just view the activities as activities. Yeah. And I, I have, as a, as a, as a female, I have always like been really interested in, um, like quote unquote girly things. Like I loved playing dolls growing up and I, I loved reading 17 magazine and I loved makeup and 
playing with makeup and doing different hairstyles. And um, I loved like cleaning my room. And like, it was literally like the prototype of, of like what you would think like a quote, a quote unquote girl would be into. And, but I experienced so much shame about it. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt like I could not like experience express that like I, I felt like private to me like I would go to the library and go to the magazine and like hide the magazine area and hide in the library because I wasn't reading novels I wanted to read magazines mm-hmm. and like look at pictures of like really pretty girls <laughs> and like that's all I wanted to do is just like like learn like hair and makeup tips from them but I felt like I couldn't do that because I was supposed to be more like of a tomboy and more powerful and more like you know like more just I don't know so you shouldn't embrace femininity femininity oh my god you can't embrace femininity and if you're seen enjoying any of that then you're automatically seen as lesser yeah because it's it's not as it's not powerful I think even then like I sensed where the power was Mm -hmm. and I knew that it wasn't in that realm and so it was therefore just like very frivolous Mm-hmm. I felt like people would judge me as being frivolous for liking those things. And I still struggle with that today. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still struggle with that, like with that notion that like being into, into fashion and whatnot and mm-hmm. that it, it's somehow just like not important or not worthwhile in the long run. But yeah. I also think that that's a very strict, like, I mean, there's the element of shame in there. And mm-hmm. whenever I think we recontextualize stuff, and what I feel like is inspiring to me right now is really focusing on like the environment, first of all, and, and how we as individuals, because I, I do have this privilege of having like free time to dedicate this, um, which not everyone does. I want to clarify that obviously. Um, but like, what are the ways that I can be more sustainable as a consumer and like what skills can I learn in order to be more sustainable as a consumer so things like making clothes or like canning or like making more food like learning more of those skills where it's like the more of those you require you acquire then the more you can like live in harmony with the earth as much as one can in like a modern society and that's whenever we strip gender from it and insert environmentalism and that becomes more of like (laughs) the earth becomes your gender yes (laughs) because then it feels less like oh i'm doing this to perform femininity and more like i want to do this because it's an essential life skill and i know it will ultimately lessen my ecological footprint going forward Mm -hmm. or whatever i think that's a good point Because earlier in your conversation when you were talking about um, the power dynamics and specifically frivolousness and how lots of the feminine quote-unquote activities that people do are seen as frivolous, like romance novels, fashion, I think that should be applied to a lot of different activities people do. Because a lot of times, if it is one note or if it is just surface level surface level oh my god do i just need to punch myself in the face (laughs) if if you're doing something that's surface level such as fashion fashion is great fun if you're doing it at surface level yeah it can be considered frivolous because that's life that i mean the assess the oh my god the essence of what those words mean is like 
okay. And then it, it could be the same thing with cooking. Like if you're just doing at service level, like, yeah, it can be frivolous. Mm-hmm. I mean, that one's a little bit harder to stretch because it is something that actively keeps you alive. Um, so like gardening, we can go that way. Mm-hmm. Like it can be considered frivolous because like you're not really – there's no point to it. You're just doing it for funsies. But I think once you add a layer to it, like you talked about with um, the eco ecosystem side of it, like the mm-hmm. earth part of it, I think once you layer that in, you can make fashion be a non-frivolous passion because you can still do stuff and be like, I'm going to design this dress. I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to upcycle this. But the second you start upcycling things yes, and showing people how to sew and like use things that they already own and places that they can go to get materials that would have been thrown away and stuff like that, where it's like, you've just added another layer to this activity that is, it is no longer frivolous. It has a purpose. It has like an intention structure yeah there's mm-hmm. intention behind it and i think that can be for Absolutely. a lot of different things because like, mindless the mindless consumerism part of fashion mm-hmm. is is bad like you mm-hmm. know the, the fast fashion in general like sucks you know yeah and, and like that is worse than frivolous obviously yeah. so i feel like to be into fashion but in a way that's like you're still honoring self-expression, but mm-hmm. you're doing so in a way that's not hurting anybody. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's helping. And then taking that knowledge and sharing it with others. Like I fucking love upcycling videos on mm-hmm. YouTube. And I'm so inspired by my friend Mandy who makes all of her own dresses and Shut like, up, Mandy. learning, learning, drop, my- drop that Instagram handle. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that should be my creative shout. That's okay, going to be okay, my creative shout out. today's creative shout out is mandy sadler we have been friends since 2011 i think 2012 we met in college we were roommates for two years and she is one of my best friends and is just a great person in life and honestly she is a jill of all trades like she she does art journaling she sews she's a really good cook she is an amazing gift giver, very crafty. In, in undergrad, we she would throw these craft nights where she would plan out these different activities for us, and it was really cute. Um, and she she makes a lot of her own clothes, and she is um, just a, she's a renaissance pal. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm very thankful for your friendship, Mandy, and she also listens to this podcast. So hello, hi. Hey, hey. Um, I- you still didn't drop the Instagram handle. Okay, I'm, I'm looking it up right now. I'm pretty <laughs> sure her Instagram handle is at Mandy Flame. Flame is in fire. Flame is in fire. She has red hair as well. M A N D I F L A M E. Wow, it's nice to know you have a type. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody who's listening to this podcast, check her out. She's actually doing. She she started a garden. She called it her Corona Garden. <laughs> so she's been detailing the uh, trials and tribulations and successes of her gardening this summer on her Instagram. So check her out. So yeah, as we were saying, sewing and... Um, like all of our grandmothers, I'm pretty sure probably made our parents their clothes. And the fact that we're experiencing a resurgence in those skills 
it's very exciting and it's it's something that's in my wheelhouse nice <laughs> it's definitely a hobby i want to get into because i did um inherit my late grandmother's sewing machine and so whenever i move to a bigger place my apartment's way too small right now i want to set up like a little sewing corner and start trying to sew stuff mm, exciting yes are there are there any new hobbies that you have been intrigued by emily <sighs> just getting something done <laughs> um for the most part um it's been like historical sewing but I need to do modern sewing and simple sewing first mostly because I watched like this YouTube video of like this 12 year old girl explain to me how to thread my machine I couldn't understand it but she was going so fast and then I tried to watch the manufacturer video and it also didn't help me so um yeah, I haven't been able to use my machine, so I've been hand sewing things, which my little shitty hands don't do very well because they get stuck in positions. Oh, no. Yeah, I mean, ugh, who who made these? I don't know. But um, so that's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing that I'm working on currently. But at the moment, I am in a uh, creative hibernation mostly where I have items that I want to like go out and do like I want to read these books I want to research for a story I want to do all this stuff but it's like I can feel the energy levels that I have and even with coffee they are very very low yeah so I am kind of more moving into like video games for this time period and then I'll slowly add other things in um, I'm currently working on sewing an apron, which is the Aww. hand sewing thing. So that's awesome. I, I want something for when I cook, but like <laughs> it's taken a while. And yeah, hand sewing that. takes forever. <laughs> it does. It's literally like, didn't I tell you? I think I did. Uh, so when I was making my mask at the very, very, very beginning of quarantine, like the weekend after shutdown happened, mm-hmm. I literally watched the entirety of next in fashion while sewing <laughs> one, yeah. one mask. It was four layers, but still one mask. Oh man. So I am going slow with this apron. Let me tell you. <laughs> is it like a full body apron or is it just for mm-hmm. the, the bottom half? So I have a bottom half one. Uh, mm-hmm. I technically have a full body and a bottom half one. So I have a bottom half one from when I worked at, uh, payway <laughs> and it's nice length like if I let it go all the way it's like from my hips to mid-calf but of course you're supposed to fold it and then do it so it's right. like knee length um yeah I don't know if I was supposed to return that when I left but I like it I, I kept it and then nice. I have my my UNT one for my culinary class oh so I don't use either sorry Mr. King I didn't mean to kick you slash step on you I'm sorry you shouldn't have slept on my feet um but <laughs> yeah I just wanted to attempt to make a nice ish apron it's not going to come out well which is probably why I'm and it's a great exercise I know. every time you have that thought just think of my dad playing guitar please <laughs> everybody if, every time you have a thought that you're like I'm not good at this I want to give up just gotta channel your inner CD peoples just just picture a lawyer <laughs> playing the guitar and there you go. <laughs> That's the visuals you need. You know, actually something 
that is is that I'm doing that's new is uh, uh, I'm trying to. Well, so I, I was I almost I was one class short of minoring in French in college, and um, so I've lost a lot of that <laughs> over the years of not practicing it. But my parents have recently started trying to learn French. They they want to go to Paris soon. Daddy, twenty twenty one, probably not till twenty twenty two. They let any Americans go anywhere. That's um, true. But yeah, so. We, my mom got him a, a little like, like you know those magnet sets where you can create words and stuff. Uh-huh. Out of him? So she got him uh, that those in French, and so uh, we were working on those last night and doing vocabulary together. And my mom's on a Duolingo streak right now with French. So tell her she needs. Actually, she listens to this podcast. Yeah. Hey, Katrina, what you need to do. You need to go and look up Lingo Deer. So, Lingo Deer is mostly for Asian languages. However, I believe they've recently added in Spanish and French and a lot of Romance languages. It's super fun, way better than uh, the OWL app, mostly because the OWL doesn't teach you things in a logical succession way. <laughs> it's just like, bro, you want to learn this now? Anyway, um, so I recommend trying that out to diversify your language portfolio. Nice. End of comment directly well, that, only to Katrina. <laughs> I think that that's um, language learning is something that can help you feel more productive mm-hmm. as well. And it's fun too, whenever you're having like everyday thoughts and then all of a sudden you have like a French thought or like a Spanish thought, like, cause I, I feel like because I have that foundation knowledge from college, like re- refreshing myself. I'm like, Oh yeah. I remember I would used to like have like French sentences that I was sorry. Hello. I think a ghost entered anyway. ghost entered chat. Anyway, what I was trying to say, languages interrupted doing a little Duolingo vocab. It's like, that's an, that's, I feel like that's equivalent to collecting fruit and mm-hmm. like the 10 minute lingo deer one i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep plugging lingo keep um like the 10 minute one that i used to do in the morning i would walk to work as i would do it so i had like a little street going because i had it ingrained into my activities but I, i've actually been thinking about trying to do that again in my mornings before going to work because it is nice it's like it's like that little shot of uh you know dopamine that happy sewing a button yeah, it, it's it's your it's your little thing that you're like, hell yeah, and so yeah, I think, I think the small things in life, get get your small productivity in, and then dismantle the system. Yes, and yeah, I I feel like sometimes there's the assumption that you do the small things right now in order to tackle the the thing that you want to be a master at later or whatever. But like, it's okay if you only want to do the small things all the time ever. And like, it, it's humbling and it makes you realize that you are but a wee person in this vast expansive universe who um, are like, you know, like a little ant in a... <laughs> You're just an ant. You're just, we're, we're, we're all part of a, something bigger than ourselves, you know? We, we don't have to be the biggest or best ant. We can... You don't have to be the queen. <laughs> you can be a drone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> and if if anyone hasn't given you permission to do that 
take this as your permission. Yes. Be the drone ant. <laughs> be a worker ant. Just don't become a cog in the machine. There's a fine line between worker between... ant and cog. <laughs> I feel like it's different whenever it's mindful, whenever you're conscious of it being a small activity, but like okay with it versus like whenever it's 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 more pessimistic, you know, like oh, I'm just doing this because it doesn't matter, like kind of Eeyore style. Mm-hmm. Depression. Yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think a lot of creative hobby things, as long as you keep rem- a small sense of removal to like look at it realistically, I think that helps. Like with knowing, okay, I can only do these 10-minute things with language. That should be fine for me, and I need to accept that. And I'm going to integrate it into my life because it makes me happy. Right. Or like, I want to sew this huge historical gown for whenever we eventually go to Renaissance fairs. However, there's a lot of little stepping stones for me to get there. And I need to be okay with doing the first baby stepping stone. So I think that's like a lot of this. I don't know how it relates to productivity. It probably does. But I'm I think tired. it's tied up. It's yeah, it's tied up to satisfaction. It's like <laughs> mm-hmm. if it if it didn't take you all those little stepping stones to get there, you probably wouldn't feel it satisfied because you wouldn't have put in that work. Because it's the journey, not the destination. Yes, that's a good ending point. Alternative title: The alligator is the journey, not the destination. <laughs> it's the journey, not the alligator. <laughs> I was going to say, isn't the alligator pointing towards existentialism in parentheses productivity? Yeah, no, I like our original title. I just wanted to talk about alligators again. They're fun. Did you know there's a quarter-sized part on the back of their skull? That's the only way you can kill them if you shoot them? No way. Yes. I watched some kind of alligator-centric thing at some point in my life to to gain this trivia. Um... I think it had to do, like, it was like Swamp People, honestly. I think it was that Swamp People show from Animal Planet or Discovery. I was going to yeah. say, like, they repeated it a lot. It happened a lot. They would be like, it's a quarter size spot all in the back of their neck. So it's like at the base of their skull, there's like a quarter size spot. You got to shoot there, it's fucked. Anyway, uh, let that be your schedule. Uh, the bullet be your will and productivity <laughs> we're getting sleepy it's that That's afternoon it's nap time. <laughs> okay well thanks for hanging out with us wait can i just say one more thing no this is it one more thing, yeah, you can say one more thing. <laughs> i feel more productive when we do po- podcast stuff it's because of the scheduling so it yeah. is like a part but it's also the thing itself yeah. That's true. Uh, yes, this moment right here, this intellectual gymnasium that we've created for ourselves. <laughs> but, yes. It ain't easy doing all this mental gymnastics, let me tell you. <laughs> On that note. And, and remember, remember, your worth is not dependent upon, upon your creative, creative productivity. productivity. Bye-bye! Bye-bye! See you later!